Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the JRE Review, the Joe Rogan Experience Review for this week, this week's episodes. I'm kind of all caught up, and Joe, I guess, has taken like a bit of a break. Uh, the last one that came out was Peter Schiff, that's up until this point, 11.45, that was Joe Rogan's podcast, 11.45. Peter Schiff is, uh, for fans of the show, I mean, you've probably heard him before. He's kind of quickly becoming one of my new favorite guests on the Joe Rogan experience. Uh, he's kind of like a Rhonda Patrick in his own way. Dr. Rhonda Patrick is uh, um, like a biomedical researcher that pops up on Joe's podcast a lot. As fans, you're going to know her. She's amazing. Uh, you need a notepad for her, honestly. She has so much information. She's so smart. She's always great to hear. Peter Schiff is kind of the same thing, but for uh, finance. You know, I don't necessarily agree with all his politics, but again, you don't have to agree with people's politics to believe that another aspect of their intelligence is valid. And Peter Schiff certainly knows his shit when it comes to making money. Um... So, yeah, they got right into it. I mean, Peter was talking to Joe about there being another financial crisis coming, a big bubble. Um, you know, it's a complex show. you got to listen to that one. There's so much information in there. I mean, in a lot of ways, he talks so quickly, it's hard to like even track what it is that he's... That, that, where his points are, like, uh, when it comes to just understanding the system as a whole. Like, clearly, he knows finances, you know, he knows how money moves, how the government uses it, and he describes it so quickly. I'm like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? Jesus. The new bubble thing scares me, though. As far as I can make out, and you guys, you know, let me know what you think, but um, it's coming, and it's going to be worse than next t last time, the 2008 one, and this time we won't be able to bail the banks out. What the fuck? The fuck does that mean? And it's going to happen to Trump, you know. And obviously, he's a big Trump supporter. But he's saying that none of this good um, economy is due to Trump at all. In fact, it's not even a good economy. So that's news to me. I'm just like, who the fuck do you even believe, honestly? I'm like, okay, so the economy sucks. What the hell does this mean? Um, you know, it's just like a fake-looking good economy. And... Uh, one of the things that really hit me was uh, when Peter Schiff was talking about how the unemployment numbers uh, don't look high right now. They're supposed to be good. But then there's a lot of people that they don't even include in the statistics because they're not even poor, pulling unemployment check. I mean, yeah, they're not taking unemployment checks, so they don't get counted. And obviously, the longer you're on unemployment, eventually you run out of unemployment checks, and therefore you don't get counted. So that that's nuts right i mean it just kind of sounds like more and more people can become unemployed and the statistic number somehow improves because they're all falling off of their unemployment checks you know i don't know if it exactly works like that but that's really disturbing right because it makes it so difficult to know what the hell is going on like who is <laughs> how many people are unemployed like what what is happening for those people, you know? And then, and then the government just wants to talk about how unemployment is going down because of these numbers. 
Like, they must know. They must know they're clearly just feeding some bullshit. What kind of validates Peter Schiff for me is that, obviously, he is pro-Trump on many levels, but he's still willing to talk about how the economy's a struggle and how they don't report unemployment numbers well. When you're doing that to somebody that you support and probably voted for, it just does add a little legitimacy to the fact that it's actually happening. And he seems so clued up on, you know, every kind of other aspect of his field, of like the financial field, that I'm sure he's done some research into this, you know. I This is the big thing about these podcasts, right? I mean, at some point, you can't look all this shit up yourself. You just need to know these people are pros in their particular field. And, you know, chances are they know exactly what they're talking about. And, you know, I try to listen to that. You know, that's how I make my informed decision. That's how a dummy like me can actually say, okay, I think I understand something finally, and this is why. Uh, So Peter Schiff lives in Puerto Rico. Last time he was on the Rogan podcast, he was talking, banging on all day about how great that place was. Uh, Beautiful weather. I think he doesn't have to pay a lot of taxes for his company. I think that's why he moved down there. Uh, and he was saying that other people that work for him, young guys, you know, wealthy guys, are down there doing the same thing. And obviously, you know, they've got jobs and money and the local women are loving them. And what's funny is Peter was saying that people are getting pissed off at him on the island, saying that these women are just gold diggers or whatever. And he makes a great point. He's like, no, they just like guys that have jobs. What women don't like that? Yeah, can't argue with that, right? I mean, seriously. Especially if you're on an island that has a lot of guys that don't make a ton of money. I mean, suddenly the wealthier guys are going to be more attractive. That's just that's just how it works. I mean, you can't fault the women for that. Jesus. But, yeah. I don't know a lot about Puerto Rico. I know that it is not a state, but it is some part of the United States. I'm kind of as vague on it as Joe is. I mean, I really just don't understand, but it sounds like Pretty fascinating place. I would like to go visit there. Um, but yeah, since he was on last, they had that storm down there. So they, they've been out of power a lot, and the infrastructure is kind of a bit of a mess. And uh, Peter Schiff didn't seem too bothered about it. He was like, no, 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 I got generators. I got backup stuff. I'm fine. And uh, Joe made the, the, the joke, like, what? Do you have armed guards? Like, how do you keep people out? I guess, you know, Joe's thinking like I would be, right? Like, as soon as that happens, it just goes wild. It's a free-for-all, and it's chaos. People are just looting, and but maybe that's not happening down there. Maybe they have a different sense of community. They're not not that way. But, uh, yeah, fuck. I hope, uh, I hope Puerto Rico gets some, gets some help down there, and, uh, you know, they, they definitely need it. Um, so one of the really interesting points that I thought Peter brought up is when he went into um, – just kind of like the, he's he's big on government having very little power over business, right? He wants like the free market to do what it needs to do, and and the free market will sort itself out, and that lays the foundation for like the most profit and and all the rest of it. So he doesn't really like you know high minimum wage, and he doesn't like all these limitations on business through government. And one example was. Uh, when the couple went to get a cake made and they were a, a gay couple and the cake maker wouldn't make that cake right so they get into like 
what they think is the way that it should be. And, and Peter was saying, look, a cake maker should make only the cakes that he wants to. And if he chooses not to make a cake for something like this, then, I mean, that's his loss, right? Because he's not going to get paid for it and they can just go have it made by someone else. So that's that's a big negative for the individual. But if it just strikes them that profound, that strongly, then they should have the right. And, uh, you know, something like that, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really thought about it too much. But it seems to me that, that in some ways, there needs to be a balance, right? Because it, it, it's a little problematic. I mean, at what point do you draw the line? Could somebody just be like, I'm not making a cake for black people? Well, you know, I mean, even making statements like that is is just, it's definitely provocative. It's definitely promoting um, anger and frustration, you know, whether the individual has the right to do that or not. I mean, I don't know. It's a tough one. That one's a tough one, but it's a, it's a cool, interesting point that he brought up. And and basically what he's saying is at the end of the day, someone else is going to make that cake and then their business gets to uh, advance. And this is, again, just all free market stuff. So if the person that keeps turning down having cakes made can afford to do that, then they have the right to, right? Just uh, puts it back on the individual that's being told no. And, you know, how far does that have to go before it's like before it's ugly? You know, it's, it's, that's just it. I mean, talking about ugly things, he brings up a really good point on uh, college tuition. You know, I've always wondered, I came from England, I'm always like, why is college tuition so much in the United States? I've never understood it. It's not that much in Europe. Uh, a lot of it's fair, like close to free. And he brings up an interesting point. Basically, when the government stepped in and said, hey, we're going to do a solid, we're going to do a good thing for students out there, we're going to make it easy to get money, and we're going to do that by insuring the loans, right? So you can't just sign bankruptcy and get rid of your student loans. You can't get away from them. They will take money out of your taxes, and if you don't pay your taxes, you go to jail. So in a sense, in a crazy way, by not paying your student loans, you can go to jail. Because you went to college, you can end up in jail without doing anything other than just not doing something, which is paying those bills back. So students beware, you know, you got to pay that shit back and it's like any other loan and it's, it can be difficult. And what, the, what he was saying is what happened is as soon as the government insured these loans, the schools just went, fuck it, we just raise the price. We can get money left and right. And it's true. Sometimes I would sign for something when I was in school. I'm like, how much is this? Is this like seven grand, eight grand, and it just comes in, and these are just numbers. I'm like, all right, I guess if that's how much it is to go to school, that's how it goes. And it's just like, why the fuck does any of that shit cost so much? Think how much you can learn online now. Everything for like this podcast, almost anything I do, I Google it. Google it, have a look, watch a video. There's like cheap courses you can take that teach you about like online media or whatever. And I'm just like, wait a second, is it even just necessary to go to a university these days i mean at the end of the day what does somebody that accepts a college graduate looking for someone who knows what they're doing someone who can read instructions someone who can figure something out someone who is trained in the area that they want um you know i mean most of that kind of realistic training comes from doing anyway 
which is not very similar to the classroom. And when you think how many years it takes to pay shit off, it's just like, I don't know. I don't have a lot of student debt, but I got friends that are doctors. They own tons, you know, $200,000, $300,000. Insane amounts of money. It's like having an incredible Ferrari you never get to drive. Unbelievable. So Peter talks about what you could put your money into. He thinks gold, right? So he's one of those gold guys. I think he has a website, you, can, you know, shift gold or something. And, uh, you know, it's about buying gold for these recession times, for these, for these times where things collapse. I mean, you know, when you listen to him talk and it's like you either paying 100 grand in student loans or saving this money and putting it towards gold that's supposedly recession proof, it makes you think because student loans don't give a shit about where the economy is. You still got to pay those things back. If anything, it's just going to raise the interest rate because the whole economy is garbage. I say this like I know. I don't know. Okay. I just listen to his podcast and I just reiterate what I assume is happening. Um, then he brought up Bitcoin, right? And, and Bitcoin is, is the kind of like online currency. I'm sure everybody's heard of it. Joe's talked about it a bunch. Virtual currency, right? I have friends that trade it. I don't have a fucking clue what it is and what it does. But it's interesting. And he's saying that it's, it's just going to take a dive. Like, it's imaginary. It, you shouldn't you shouldn't invest in it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he said you shouldn't, but he doesn't believe in it. He doesn't think that it's like... He, he just says there's a lot of different currencies like that. And the price has dropped a lot. And yeah, it did go up. But that's that. And uh, yeah, he's... He's not putting a lot of money into it. He's he was saying that people were buying it at like eighteen thousand. I mean, if you're buying it at eighteen thousand and now it's down to what, like nine or eight or six, I I don't have a clue. That's a lot of money you've lost. What do you do then? Sit on it? I'm so glad I don't get into that business. If any of you guys invest that way, maybe you could tell me how it works, but that just seems like terrifyingly stressful all day. If you've got enough to worry about, there's just these imaginary numbers that are clicking away and you've got to wake up to see like these plummets. I don't know. You know, the people that I have met that do this, they have a lot of toys and a lot of money. I don't know if all those toys can make you feel good about the fact that you constantly have to be thinking about that. Ugh, rough. It's pretty much any any finance though. Um, and, uh, another thing that, Peter Schiff talks a lot about is kind of the entitlement, you know, um, like socialist aspects of society. <clears throat> Coming from England, we have uh, healthcare over there that's paid for the NHS. So that's, you know, that's a, like a socialist element. It does cost us a lot of money over there. And uh, it's, it's something that most people support. You know, they, they, it's just kind of like a, an English thing to believe that people need health care. In America, not the same, right? You get insurance, you've got premiums, you've got to pay a lot, these sorts of things. Um, you know, could it be run better? Could it be run differently? Who knows? I mean, the free market's definitely made it expensive, but America does have incredible health care if you have the money for it. I mean, no doubt. But it costs a lot of money. Do I go to the doctors more here? Or in America, where I live now, or when I was back in England. Definitely when I was back in England. I mean, you know, you're going to go in and have something looked at if you know it doesn't cost you anything. 
But then when you get a bill and it's like $500 and they took two x-rays and didn't find anything, you're like, what is the point of going in and doing these things? I don't know. It, that's a lot of my experience with with medicine in the US. It's like, it's it's a little frustrating, you know? But if you've got good insurance, then it's no issue. You go in and get everything checked. But how many people don't? You know, and this is where it comes back to like what the socialist thing does. But the point that he's making is, Peter says, when something is is run by the government, then it's really inefficient and it's expensive and it costs a lot of taxes. And if you leave it in the free market, it works better and it's cheaper and it doesn't cost taxes. So therefore, you know, you just buy what you use um, instead of paying for everyone else's. And that's a difficult one. I, I feel like I feel like so many different things that we deal with need to be looked at individually. You know, um, it's one thing to say national health care, but then also look at um, education and then you're looking at like the fire department and and police and, and all these different things. I mean, there's there's certain things that that have to be done like that. I I don't know what like a privatized police force would look like. That sounds super problematic to me. I mean, yeah, that, that I think there's certain aspects that that would be a real problem. And uh, one of the really fascinating things he, that he talked about was uh, a New Zealand so New Zealand back in the day was was um, uh, they got very liberal for a while, right? And um, uh, there were a lot of kind of like socialist type services over there, and their economy started to really struggle. And how they were even given the opportunity to get there is because they had like a thriving period of time, all based on capitalism. And he was saying that comes in a cycle. And that was cool to hear because I'd never heard that before. And I'm wondering if that's something I'm like, oh, I should keep an eye out for this. It's like when a country does very well and all the people start to thrive, they start to look around and think, hey, we should help everyone. And then eventually it gets to the point where the government is running out of money trying to help everyone. So then it becomes very capitalist again. And it does this kind of on off thing. And I wonder if that is true based on kind of generations of people that that I feel like is a fascinating um, uh, thing to observe if it's true. Um, I really like that. And, and again, I, I pick up so much listening to Peter Schiff uh, that, that just raises fascinating questions. That's what's so cool about that one. And, and in a way, that's why I want to do a podcast just for this one show. I usually do a couple of shows. I usually talk maybe about Joe Rogan's entire week of guests. But this one I wanted to delve into. I was fascinated by it, and I just thought, hey, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to focus more of this energy that way. Um, he gets to the end of his podcast, and Joe is asking him kind of a few times because he was, he was sidetracking and getting off track. He was talking about, well, what is the solution then? You know, if he could get Donald Trump on the phone, what would he say, right? And I listened to it a few times. I, I didn't quite understand all of it but i i just you know i don't know finance stuff anywhere like here see if you can make real clear sense of it but you know it just comes down to like cutting taxes and in some way raising interest rates and the cutting the taxes and and less government intervention allows companies to grow right and, and um in a capitalist society it's going to make more wealth is is what he's saying then raising interest rates is actually going to 
um, encourage people to save, right? So they're not spending as much money. They're saving because the money now has value to hold on to. It has more value to hold on to than when interest rates are low, which does make sense, right? So people are saving. And then through this, you know, and other things and, and having to work with the Fed, um, you know, it, it's, it can stay off these massive um, uh, recession events, right? But uh, he doesn't think that anything can be done now, really, realistically, or anything will be done to keep it at bay. And holy shit, we will find out. I hope it doesn't. I hope somebody steps in and realizes what's going on. You know, they're talking about how Americans are just spending more than ever. Like everybody is just spending with credit and not using money that they actually have. And it's just a borrowing game until nobody trusts us to borrow anymore. So fuck. Um, Hey, you know what? I say be hopeful. I say it's going to be fine. I say things will work out, but they're going to do a better job when people like Peter have a voice. They can step up, talk the way that Joe does and educate fucking all of us. To some, to some new ways of doing things. So those people out there, and again, thanks everybody for listening. You know, pay attention to this guy. You know, tell me what you think. And uh, uh, yeah, buy some motherfucking gold, people. Thanks again for tuning in, and uh, talk to you guys in a few days. Cheers.